Hello and welcome back to Hypnosis Deep in the Mind. I'm your host, the clinical hypnotherapist. And tonight, we're going to do another hypnosis session for pain relaxation. It is based on a dragon metaphor. It'll relax the muscles and put you in a nice deep state of hypnosis. So before we start, I would like to say please do not drive or operate any machinery while listening to hypnosis. Again, please do not drive or operate any machinery while listening to hypnosis. Thank you. Now, I would like you to find a nice comfortable spot in your home, whether it's a recliner, a couch, a bed, a hammock, whatever makes you comfortable, wherever you feel good, just find that place. I'll give you just a few seconds for that and then we can begin. I'd like you to sit back or lay back, close your eyes, center yourself, release today, release yesterday, release anything that does not serve you in this moment in time. Relax the mind, body, and spirit. That's right. Keep those eyes closed. And know that everything is going to be okay. You are so very relaxed. Listen to the sound of my voice, for it will put you in a deep state of hypnosis. Relax. Now, I would like to tell you a story. Most stories serve purposes. For example, they are used in order to educate, explain, or inspire. We tell children stories like fables, hoping they pick up and learn the lesson of the story they hear. Other stories we tell children are designed to frighten and scare them, hoping they might avoid making the same mistakes as us. And as adults, We tell each other all different kinds of stories. For example, what was said or done to whom, what might happen and how we feel at any given time. But the best stories are the ones we tell ourselves. These are often the most powerful, complex, and challenging to understand. Stories that we hear 
and these stories have a huge influence over our lives. Do we tell ourselves we can achieve our goals or do we say they are just out of reach? These stories affect our daily lives in so many ways without us even knowing. But when we are aware of what we are doing, we can change the story, our story, the story that we tell ourselves. And when we do that, we are capable of making changes. We are capable of thinking and feeling better about ourselves and capable of achieving our goals. So, the story I'm about to tell you may educate, scare, or inspire you, but most of all, I would like it to change the way you tell your story to yourself. I wanted to help you to change your story for the better to allow yourself room to adapt, to change and to grow, and to tell yourself a new and a better story. My story begins with a cave, a cave that sits high upon a hilltop, set deep within the snowy mountains. It is up there, the wind can be heard rattling through the trees, in the forest that borders the cave and where the water flows fast and fierce from the mountain lakes. Up in the cave lives a dragon. This dragon did not always live here. He used to roam the skies, wild and free, traveling vast different distances with ease. Traveling vast distances with ease. But for a while now, this dragon had not flown. He hadn't felt the wind on his back or on his wings. Instead, this dragon had sat in his cave, remembering all the amazing sights he used to see as he soared over the mountains. It was such a long time ago. It was a better time a time when his wings supported him, a time when he was happier. And he was so much happier before he came back, stuck in the cave. He remembered all too well how his wings had begun to fail him.
and his body became slower and less energetic. It was a while ago that the dragon first began to realize that something wasn't right. He noticed that when he needed to blow flames to eat or to scare anything away, the flames appeared weaker, not as hot or ferocious. Other dragons even began to comment and notice, saying how he didn't seem quite himself. And as the flames got weaker and weaker, he slowly became even more aware of the other dragons talking and pitying him and saying how weak his flames were. It became so bad that the dragon avoided having to produce fire as much as possible. However, as the dragon used his fire less and less, he lost yet even more control over it. His fire started to burn him inside. It was something he only noticed slightly at first. A light burn in the furthest part of himself. But when he became aware, aware that his fire was starting to spread within himself, he tried to adjust, to compensate, to find a way to soften the burn. It only got worse, and the more he tried to produce flames, the hotter his body burnt. And the further he pushed himself to fly, the further the flames spread within. Eventually, the dragon realized that he could no longer fly. The fire just burnt too strongly too hot and too fierce. So instead of flying, he stayed on the ground, helping the other dragons as best as he could. He would try to achieve his tasks, but the more he moved, the hotter the fire inside him roared. It burned so hot that he would just have to stop, unable to move or even breathe, until the fire cooled just a little. And every day the other dragons flew away to hunt and left him there in the far corners of the cave. The only way they could help him was to return late at night with some of the food that they caught. They left his dinner at the entrance of the cave for the dragon to eat the next day.
The dragon stayed there for days on end, unable to move, unwilling to make the fire any hotter by trying. At night, the other dragons could hear him moving and roaring in discomfort, unable to sleep, unable to find a way to rest that would bring relief to the burning. And as the dragon struggled, he began to prefer his own company more and more. One day, he decided he couldn't just sit and watch them flying away on their hunts anymore. So, he found the strength to seek a new home, not far from the valley, but on his own, away from their sad glances and whispered mutterings about him. He didn't want their pity. He did, however, still need their help every night. One of the dragons from the valley below continued the pattern of flying up to his cave, bringing food for the dragon to eat the following day. The dragon hated accepting this help from the rest of the dragons. Dragons are proud, noble creatures, and here he was surviving only due to the others catching and delivering food for him. And all the while, he was stuck in a cave with the fire inside him burning hotter than ever. Most days, after collecting his food, he struggled to even leave the cave too sore, stiff, and cramped to even move. One night, after spending the day alone in the cave, the dragon had a dream about the situation he was in. In the dream, he was totally confined in the cave and found himself staring at the edge of one of the vast cave walls, feeling unsure of himself and his future. Upon slowly awakening and remembering the dream, the dragon gave a large sudden snort, which sent steam curling from his nose. He thought about how he had ended up in this cave after being grounded and no longer able to help his kin. He realized something was different about today and began accessing his surroundings, trying to discover what it was. He swished his tail slowly while his senses explored what was new. He could still hear the wind blowing across the mountains. 
the dragon turned his head to face the entrance of the cave and roared in discomfort and the fire reignited within him as it did most mornings. Again, he looked around more slowly this time, trying to locate the source of the change. That's when his sense of smell noticed what was missing. There was no food, no food waiting for him outside his cave. I mean, as there was every morning, he carefully turned within the cramped cave until his whole body was facing out into the blue sky beyond. He sniffed again at the air. There was definitely no food waiting for him. The dragon looked up and then took a step outside, turning his giant head towards the rising sun. It was quite high in its ascent. His food was usually here by now. He took another step and turned his reptilian head toward the sky, expecting to see a dragon descending with his meal. Instead, the sky was empty and as pale blue as ever. With a huge sigh, the dragon resigned himself to the, to the inevitable. If he wanted to eat, to feed himself, he was going to have to venture out to find some food. He took a deep, steady, relaxing breath and slowly and painfully hauled his serpent body from the cave. He looked around, deciding what to do. If should he descend and need to go back to the valley below, to get help from his fellow dragons. The image of their pitying faces swam before his eyes. No, he couldn't face them, and with a heavy heart, he knew he must do this alone. He would find his own meal. He turned away from the valley towards the dark woodland that climbed into the mountains and very slowly and very tentatively began to walk into its depths. The woods were dark and a little eerie, 
the trees muffled, the sound of the wind. The deeper the dragon walked, the thicker the canopies became, blocking the sunlight from reaching the forest floor. But the dragon was not worried. Even with his fire out of control, nothing in these woods could hurt him or even scratch his thick scales. So he explored deeper and deeper into the woods, groaning occasionally. If he moved too sudden or too quick, the fire always burned hotter. As he moved further into the forest, the smells began to change. The smell of damp forest became more and more dominant, filling the dragon's nostrils until a new fresh scent was detected by the dragon, the smell of food. He turned his snout towards the scent, sniffing deeply. It was indeed food, and if his sense of smell had not mistaken him, it was next to a source of water. Getting hungrier and hungrier, with each passing moment, he began to move toward the source of the smell. As he got closer, the sound of the water reached the dragon's ears. It was not a pond, as he suspected at all, but instead a flowing source of water. And as his prey came into sight, he snuck low to the ground to make himself as small and inconspicuous as possible. This was not easy, and as he slithered slowly and quietly toward his prey, it turned its head in his direction. The dragon froze. He knew he must act quickly, so he jumped. But as he willed his muscles to move, the fire screamed in his ears, and he let out a roar, a roar that made his prey dart with fear, dart speedily, and through the trees and out of sight. Frustrated. The dragon decided to take a drink from the water. And when he approached, he could see that the water source was a great swirling lake that sat in the middle of a clearing in the forest. The water was flowing into the lake, swirling gently around before flowing onward downstream. With the lack of trees in the clearing, 
the light was bouncing off the surface of the water, creating the most beautiful patterns of light. He walked over to the very edge of the bank and gently lowered his snout to drink. As he took a large gulp of refreshing, clean, cold water, one of his talonoid feet began to slide down the bank, losing its grip on the soggy bank. With a gasp of shock, as the claw gave away, the dragon's foot slid into the water. The water was not as cold as the dragon ex expected. He flexed his claw while watching it under the surface. The water unlike when he was drinking, was warm and pleasant, yet not hot or uncomfortable. That was when he noticed that his claw was no longer uncomfortable. With surprise, he lifted it slowly from the water's depths. It felt hot but not uncomfortably so. But as, but as this dawned on him, he could feel the fire, the fire from the rest of his body, slowly spreading its way back into the claw, heating it up once again. Out of curiosity, he plunged the claw back into the cool water. Once again, he felt the pleasant temperature of the water, but so much less heat within the claw itself. With another gentle push, he lowered more of the claw into the water. At once, the part that was submerged cooled and no longer burned. Hardly daring to believe his luck, the dragon began to lower his other claw into the water. Again, the current seemed to wash away the heat, almost making his whole claw and leg go numb. This was not a cold, bad numbness, but one of the most calm and peaceful things he has ever felt. The whole area was being soothed and cooled down and free of discomfort. With near desperation, the dragon began to slide his whole body into and under the surface of the water. Desperate that this feeling may continue, hoping that this water could cool the fire inside as it had with his claws. There was a mighty splash 
as he threw himself with all his strength into the smooth surface of the lake. As the water hit his body, and with the water clashing with the flames within, dowsing the fire, the fire that had been there for so long was burning away. The dragon groaned in relief, rolling over and over in the water, trying to cover every inch of his skin in the cooling liquid, and just enjoying the deep sense of relief that came with every flame being extinguished. He spread his wings as he rolled so that the cooling feeling could find its way to every single part of his body, to every single place where the fire burned, and to replace it with that cool, comfortable feeling. The dragon took a moment to just feel that sensation and to allow that sensation to travel. the cooling, healing liquid traveled from the very bottom of his claws all the way up his aching body, replacing the old aching feeling with one with ease, comfort, and even strength. And this feeling went all the way to the very top of his head. The dragon sighed in relief, and he took a moment, a moment to just enjoy this feeling of freedom. For the first time in a long time, he stretched. He stretched without the fear of the fire burning him. He felt amazing, amazing and free. He felt the strength in his muscles returning, his inner strength coming through. He knew from that moment on that he need no longer fear his fire. He could control it. He could control it with the tools, the tools that this lake provided. He could be in control once again to listen to his own inner voice, to his body, to be able to function effectively without pushing himself. He knew that if he did push himself, that would cause the fire to burn hot once again, and he was never going to experience that feeling again. Instead, he would listen to his body, slow or stop when needed. He was going to keep control of his fire and no longer allow it to stop him from getting on with the task of living. The dragon knew that he could control his fire with the help of this lake, so he would never need to feel the burn again. After a while, 
of bathing and just enjoying the feeling of water on his back. The dragon decided it was time to leave this wonderful location. He looked around and memorized its location so he could find his way back whenever he wanted or needed. An idea occurred to him. Could he maybe breathe fire once again? He attempted to breathe flames, but nothing happened. There was nothing. No column of flames to impress the other dragons. But more importantly, the fire that used to burn inside him was no longer there. No worries, the dragon thought. It doesn't matter that I can't breathe flames like I used to. I have control back. This is what he what he told himself. I have control over that inner fire. And with a newfound sense of confidence, he spread his bat-like wings, testing their strength before flapping them harder and harder. He could feel the air beneath them as they slowly carried his weight. They carried his weight off of the ground, only slightly at first, but then higher and higher. He soared up above the heights of the trees, flying so high, checking he could find the lake from this height when needed. He soared back towards the direction he had traveled. He soared back past his cave, for he was not returning there. Instead, he had spotted his real home, the valley where his friends and family lived, where he would finally return to, to become a part of their lives once again. He knew that he would be able to look them in the eye with pride, able to control his fire once again, able to share the skies together, able to help hunt and look after himself without their help. He would be able to help them as well, whenever he could, and all the while he knew that if he ever needed to, he could find that lake once again and enjoy the cool healing powers of its waters. That story had a meaning to it. And as we put all the meanings together like a puzzle, as individuals, we all place different levels of importance, not only in the stories themselves, but the content and context of these stories. Some may hear this story and hear of wonderful adventures, and others may hear an inspiring tale 
but what everyone hears is a journey a journey of change that change may be more subtle or obvious of great importance or less so it doesn't really matter because we all are following the same story the story of continuous change making changes and improving learning and evolving becoming better than we were before and we continue to evolve so we continue to make those changes other people's stories can help us to see our own situation differently and when we see our own story differently we can change it so I hope that my story here today helped you look or feel differently at your own story to help you make the change that you want. These changes will make your story even better and you have the power to make those changes just like in the story I told you today whenever you want to. And you may discover how much easier it is to make those changes when you think about where you now want your story to to be or to where it want or where you want to take it you are your own narrator you can write your own story so write it with all the improvements you desire and you will keep on writing your story and you can begin a new chapter a chapter of change right now so in a moment I'm going to count to five and at the count of five you will be wide awake and relaxed and feeling pride and so much love and realizing there are so much good changes that you can make in your life All right, one, two, three, four, five, eyes open wide awake. One, two, three, four, five, eyes open wide awake. Once more, one, two, three, four, five, eyes open wide awake. Thank you so much for listening to Hypnosis Deep in the Mind. You can listen to this as much as you feel necessary. And I hope you have a wonderful day or night wherever you are from in this wonderful world. Bye-bye now.